Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We are featuring some of the greatest speeches from the 2023 Western Conservative Summit, and we're continuing with and we're continuing with Kristen Wagner's speech. She's the winner of the 2023 William L. Armstrong Award, our most prestigious award given each year at the Western Conservative Summit for National Conservative Leadership. This is a continuation of her speech. Frederick Douglass, the great abolitionist, once said, liberty is meaningless where the right to utter one's thoughts and opinions has ceased to exist. That, of all rights, is the dread of tyrants. It is the right which they first of all strike down. They know its power. Silencing voices we disagree with and forcing people to affirm ideas that they believe is wrong, well, that's a tool used by tyrants and failed nations, not our country. They hate free speech because ideas are shared primarily through words, and you know what? Words are powerful. They reveal truth, they expose lies, they win hearts and minds, they hold governments accountable. They can change the course of history, which is why we must never stay quiet when the truth is at stake. We must be tenacious and we must be bold. And notice I said bold, but not belligerent, because there's a difference. But if we are bold and we commit to the truth, we can change the law and the culture for our generation. And I want to tell you about a few examples tonight of individuals like yourself who have done just that. First, my favorite firefighter, Kelvin Cochran. Chief Cochran is a decorated public servant who served as the U.S. Fire Administrator, the highest position, firefighting position in the United States. And he later became Fire Chief of Atlanta. But in his extra time, he sought to help other men become good husbands and fathers. And as part of that calling, he wrote and distributed a men's devotional Bible, which has impacted that devotional study many, many lives. A few pages in his book appropriately address the biblical sexual ethic. And for that, the city of Atlanta put him on leave and launched an investigation. What did they find? Absolutely nothing. They found that Chief Cochran had never discriminated against anyone. So what did they do? They fired him because of his beliefs. Recognizing what was at stake and the precedent that could be set for men like Chief Cochran, he challenged the city in court, not just to protect himself, but to let the city know that it does not have the power to censor and punish someone because of their religious beliefs. And he won. And then there's my favorite student, Jack Denton. Jack served as president of the Student Senate at Florida State University, and he participated in the Catholic Student Union. When someone urged Catholic students in a private text message group to support groups like the ACLU and BLM.org, Jack kindly and winsomely shared how those organizations held views that were at odds with the Catholic faith. For merely voicing those views in a private conversation, Jack endured a seven-hour struggle session where students berated him at a hearing and he was eventually stripped of his role as president. If you're wondering, did this violate the Constitution? Let me assure you it did. Jack was told by some, though, that he shouldn't stand up for his constitutional rights, that it might hurt his Christian witness, or it might hurt others in campus, or it might make the school angry with him. But Jack also knew that the opposite was true, 
that if he didn't stand for his rights and the rights of others, more would suffer. I'm pleased to share that he successfully sued and he won. But not only that, because of his stand, the Florida legislature heard about what happened to him and they passed a law strengthening free speech rights on state campuses, meaning that future students would have more recourse than Jack did. All because he made a courageous stand. And several of the students who most vocally opposed him later apologized to him after hearing and watching Jack through the ordeal. And many of you know about one other Jack, Masterpiece Cake Shop owner Jack Phillips. He happily serves all customers, but as a Christian, he asks for the freedom as, that everyone else has to simply be able to create custom messages consistent with his beliefs. But 11 years ago, can you believe it's been that long? 11 years ago, Colorado sued him. And in the course of his litigation, they stripped him of family income. He lost most of his employees. The state ordered him to re-educate his employees, which were his family members, teaching them that he was wrong to operate his business consistent with his faith. And then it required him to submit quarterly reports every time he decided to decline to create a custom cake. Your government at work. Thankfully, we won Jack's case seven to two at the Supreme Court, but the court decided that case based on the clear and impermissible hostility of Colorado. They literally compared his beliefs to those held by slave owners and perpetrators of the Holocaust. But they didn't decide the free speech issue, and that means the harassment hasn't stopped. On the day the Supreme Court agreed to hear Jack's case, an activist attorney called Jack and asked him to design a custom cake with blue on the outside and pink on the inside to celebrate this attorney's transition. He then later called and asked Jack to design a custom cake with Satan on it. Jack politely declined both. And three weeks after we won the case at the United States Supreme Court, Colorado filed charges against Jack again. Now again, we uncovered hostility through the discovery process that forced the state to drop the case. But that activist attorney continued, and Jack remains in litigation to this day. In fact, he's asking the Colorado Supreme Court to take up his case. And the attorney has vowed that he will continue to litigate until he wins, and that he wants to change Jack's views. Like Jack, Marinelle Stutzman from Washington State served all customers who came through her doors, including serving a longtime friend and customer for nearly 10 years. She declined one event, his same-sex wedding. For this, she was sued not only in her business, but personally. This is without even a complaint by the customer. It put virtually everything she had at risk. Marinelle could have easily walked away, but she didn't. And over the next 10 years, God used this woman to stand in media, to stand before legislatures, to stand on college campuses and debates, to stand for her faith in the right of free speech. And in an ending that only God could orchestrate, after nearly a decade in court and at 77 years old, Baronel was finally able to retire with her conscience intact as well as her pocketbook. Her persistent courage kept the issue alive in the courts until she could pass the baton to a young woman who was inspired by her and Jack's example. And that is Lori Smith.
Lori runs her own design studio, 303 Creative, right here in Denver. She specializes in graphic and website design. And Lori wanted to expand her portfolio to create websites that celebrate marriage between a man and a woman. But we already know what Colorado's position is on that. The state said Lori would break the law if she failed to create websites celebrating same-sex weddings. And she saw from how aggressively they prosecuted Jack that she needed to challenge the law. I had the privilege of arguing her case in December, and as I said, any week now we expect the court to rule. And like Jack and Baronel, Lori serves everyone who comes into her store, including those who identify as LGBT. Anyone who seeks to have a project that aligns with her views, she carefully considers and joyously engages with. She decides what speech to create based on what the speech is, not who the person is that's requesting it. So we're praying for a strong ruling from the court because free speech is for everyone, whether you agree with Lori, Jack, and Baronel, or you take the opposite view. Hopefully these stories remind us all that God gives us courage in unexpected moments and that we're all called to cultivate and protect faith, family, and freedom. And they also remind us, I hope, to play the long game. In the Dobbs case that overturned Roe versus Wade, we have the privilege of helping draft that Mississippi legislation and litigating that case, serving on Mississippi's legal team with them. But that ruling was a part of a vast coordinated effort that involved hundreds of people, lawyers, officials, scientists, medical experts, policy, political, and public advocacy groups. And all of it, every last bit of it, was built on a foundation of two generations of Americans, many of you who are sitting here today. People who prayed, who marched, who stood, who ministered in pregnancy resource centers, who stood outside sidewalk counselors as sidewalk counselors to minister to people in need. People who advocated that we can do better as a nation and that nothing in the Constitution includes a constitutional right to abortion. And now we know that the fight continues, right? State by state, neighborhood by neighborhood, family by family. But we must continue to fight for our laws to empower women and to protect the dignity of all life. What I want to emphasize is more often than not, we have opportunities to bravely speak truth in our hallway conversations, in our water coolers, in the boardroom, in the school pickup line, at the end of our driveways with our neighbors. And one of the most challenging places is at the dinner table with our kids. May we not delegate that responsibility. So I close with Solzhenitsyn's challenge. <laughs> Don't live by lies, speak the truth. And as Jesus said, take the narrow path. There's no profit in gaining the world if we lose our soul. That is Kristen Wagner, the CEO of Alliance Defending Freedom and winner of the 2023 William L. Armstrong Award. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> 